0: you are locked on magic your daily podcast on the orlando magic part of the locked on podcast network your team every day
1: and you are indeed locked on magic today is april 19th 2019 my name is philip rostenreich i'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com of course follow me on twitter at philip rr underscore omd on today's episode of Locked on Magic, we're going to talk all about the Magic's Game 3 matchup with the Toronto Raptors as the Orlando Magic return home to the Amway Center for the first home playoff game in seven years and what is expected to be a raucous and loud sold-out crowd at the Amway Center. Last that I have heard here on Thursday evening, there are only standing room only tickets available and really very few of them at that and game 4 is selling out quickly too. So both games looking like they will be complete sellouts for the Orlando Magic should be a fantastic atmosphere inside the Amway Center. Before we go any further too, I'd like to remind everyone that the Magic are asking everyone to please arrive plan to arrive early to the game. Doors open to the Amway Center at 5:30. They're, they're reminding everyone to, to get there early so they can be in their seats for pregame game festivities. Um, they'll be bringing back those LED wristbands from opening night. There'll be a shirt waiting for you on your seat as well. Um, and uh, and of course, uh, there is plan- There is supposedly going to be inclement weather in the area around the time of tip-off, just shortly before tip-off actually. So please, 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 if you're planning to come downtown, A, drive safely on the roads into downtown Orlando and around the Amway Center, B, be safe getting inside the building and also if you're not planning to be in the building if you're hoping to be at the watch party outside the Amway Center on the Church Street Plaza check out nba.com slash magic slash playoffs or Magic.com slash playoffs for the latest info on where that watch party will be. Reminder again the Magic are encouraging everyone to arrive early to the game because of inclement weather that is expected to be in the Orlando area just shortly before tip-off. Don't let the rain Get you down. Don't let it dull your anticipation and excitement for this game. It is going to be a fun one at the Amway Center. We'll break down what the Magic have to do to win Game 3 here on the podcast. But before we go any further, I want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts as well on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching on iTunes for Locked On and your favorite team or whatever team you're looking for. Want the lowdown on the Raptors as they get set for Game 3? Check out Locked On Raptors. You also have Locked On NBA and Locked On Fantasy Basketball to cover you from the national perspective. And yes, the NFL draft is next week. There is a locked-on NFL draft, as well as locked-on NFL and locked-on individual teams, such as the Jaguars, Dolphins, and Buccaneers, for you to listen to as well. You can find all these podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, all the fun places to download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device, as well as by searching on the Himalaya app. The Himalaya app is a great app that delivers podcasts directly to your mobile device. You can download podcasts, create playlists, and yes, even get suggestions too. It is a great app. To use to, to get the, the latest podcasts around the web. You can check all these out online at Himalaya and again search for Lockdown plus the team you're looking for to subscribe. It's safe to say that, that game two was a disaster, feels like a strong word, but it was pretty bad. And players for the Orlando Magic, as they as they worked on things in practice on Thursday, would agree. They were not good on Tuesday night. They did not play at the ability and the level that they know they can play at. And so they were left sort of, I guess, holding the bag, so to speak. They were left, you know, as, as teams are after they lose playoff games, with a lot of questions to answer. Yes, they split the series. Yes, they're 1-1. But it feels like they have a monumental task and a lot of work. Like the regular season, you're never as good as you are on your best day. You're never as bad as you are on your worst day. But to be sure, Orlando has a lot of things they have to figure out. They have to get Nikola Vucevic more involved. They have to stop Kawhi Leonard. They have to initiate their offense more consistently. Steve Clifford wouldn't go as far to say that the magic were out physical or the physicality of the game was any different than before. But Orlando certainly reacted negatively to what was going on around them. They struggled to just get into their basic sets and they got put on their back foot and never really gained confidence, never really got themselves back going. And so it it felt like talking to the team on Thursday that they still believed that they're fine, which they are. I, I don't think there's any reason to panic. But it really came down to this. They know how good they can be. They know how good they can play. And Tuesday wasn't it. And before they do anything else, before they talk about any other adjustments, they have to bring back kind of the force, the intensity, the precision, the attention to detail, and the execution that got them to this point in the first place.
0: You know we we, we beat ourselves really.
1: I mean they 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 were more aggressive and they did a good job Don't get me wrong, but we we really beat ourselves as far as the spacing and and how we move the ball and move bodies Uh, We got to help each other home today. I still don't think we understand how good a team we can be when we play well And and, uh, we've done some great if you look at it listen this last 30 games now it wasn't like we had this easy schedule. I mean, we, we went on the
0: road to win. Uh, think about it, to get in the playoffs. It was, uh,
1: you know, a win at Miami, a win at Indiana, a win at Boston, a win at Charlotte, to make sure, you know, I mean, like, our guys have, have played very well, both at home and on the road, and, uh, you know, I think they know when we put, when we do what we're supposed to do. We have a way to play. We can play well. But I told them today, I'm, I'm not sure they give themselves enough credit for the team that we've become. That was Evan Fournier and Coach Steve Clifford after practice on Thursday, and they really get down to what game, what was different in Game Two, and what needs to change in Game Three. More than anything else. Orlando has to simply execute who it is, be who they are, and, and of course, do it at a high level. Um, I think it was, it was either DJ Augustin or, or Nikola Vucevic who said, we did not play at a playoff level in game two. We weren't. They didn't prepare or they weren't ready, I guess, for what they needed to do in game two to win that game. And they got overwhelmed. They got beat up. And so it comes down into this in this game to doing the little things just to execute properly, to cut harder, to fight to get your spot, to screen a little bit better. Everything in those categories were lax in game two. The Magic weren't cutting, weren't moving off the ball, weren't presenting themselves as outlets for the traps. They weren't attacking the traps. They were, they were falling right into them and going backwards. And sometimes you got to do that, of course, but... Orlando was always caught on, the, on, the, on their flat foot, and that led to mistake after mistake after mistake. Really, game three, and probably the rest of the series, is going to be a test of wills for the Magic. Are they going to be able to handle the pressure and the length that the Raptors have to execute properly? They're going to take away Nikola Vucevic's first first weapon. They're going to take away a lot of what Aaron Gordon wants to do. They've got to find a way to get in the paint and create paint touches, which they didn't in game one and certainly didn't in game two. And they got to find a way to move the ball effectively from side to side to make the defense back off that pressure. Because right now, Toronto has no reason not to blitz everything. The Magic gave them no reason not to blitz everything. And if Orlando wants to take this next step, if Orlando wants to really compete here, they've got to do all those little things harder. They got to be who we know they can be. And Clifford's right on that point, too. As good as this Magic team has played, they still don't quite realize how good they can be. You know, maybe they're not the best version of themselves every night. But we know that they're a lot better than what they played in Game 2. They may not have enough to win this series, and and they should absolutely believe that they can still win this series because they absolutely still can. But they certainly are good enough to give themselves a fighting chance in every game. And so the effort that the Magic saw in Game 2, just the little things again, the cutting, the screening, isn't going to cut it, isn't going to work. And Orlando has to bring it in Game 3 if they want to get the win. And all this, of course, is part and parcel to the next part of all this. To the next important thing that the Magic have to do to win this game.
0: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: It's it's one thing to say the Magic have to execute and have to move the ball effectively, but at a certain point, it does become about making shots. And if you want the Raptors to back off their pressing and their trapping, you're going to have to make them pay with making shots. That's what the Magic did at the end of game one. At the end of game one, they got the ball inside to Nikola Vucevic. The Raptors brought the double, and he made two fantastic passes to get open threes. And the Magic made them. Toronto's adjustment was to switch less and keep Marcus on Vucevic while still trapping. And most of their trapping came from Pascal Siakam. Pascal Siakam was often guarding Aaron Gordon or Jonathan Isaac. The Raptors are perfectly content to let both those guys shoot threes. In game one, Orlando made their three-pointers. In game one, Orlando hit their threes at a pretty solid rate. In game two, Orlando did not. In fact, Jonathan Isaac was 0 for 6 from beyond the arc. You're not always going to shoot 40% from three, and so Orlando definitely does need to find other offensive options, but the fact Orlando made their three-pointers in game one was a huge and critical factor in winning that game. Not just because DJ Augustin hit one at the end or Jonathan Isaac hit one at the end. It spaced the floor for everything else. The Magic could operate because the Raptors couldn't leave the three-point line as recklessly, and it's calculated recklessly, but as as much as they did in Game 2. Especially for Jonathan Isaac. The stats say leave him open. 33% three-point shooter perhaps if that. The stats say leave him open. And so if he makes 3 for 6, 2 for 6, 2 for 5. That opens everything up for the Magic. That forces the defense to respect his shot a little bit more. And they're a little bit later coming with that with that trap or with that double or with that pressure. They open up a lane for Aaron Gordon to cut through the cut through the lane and have, get, get some space to receive a pass. All this stuff is interconnected. Because right now, the Raptors are ignoring the weak side corner. Because it's usually Jonathan Isaac in there. They're ignoring Aaron Gordon from beyond the arc. And Aaron did a good job with his three-pointer, so maybe that will change. Gordon's had a very good shooting series overall. Uh, at least in game two. Game 2, he shot the ball better than he did in Game 1. Game 1, he really struggled. But Orlando absolutely needs three-point shooting. They're not going to win this series if they don't make their three-pointers. And it does come down to executing and getting good shots too. And that's ball movement, that's player movement, that's all those things. Like I mentioned, after Game 1, Orlando had only 19 assists in Game 1. It was the first time they'd had fewer than 20 or more assists in any game since December 28th against the Miami Heat. Game two, they had 17. If you're getting those three-point shots off of passes and they're making them, the Magic are a really tough team to deal with. And of course, the mistakes led to turnovers and those, you know, those easy baskets prevented the Magic from getting their own easy baskets and so on and so forth. It's all connected. It's always all connected. And so getting some of their quote-unquote poor three-point shooters, especially Jonathan Isaac, to make a few threes is going to loosen up that defense. It's going to make the defense stick to the perimeter and stop packing the paint as much. Orlando's got the same problem, believe me. Orlando's got the same issue. They're trying to pack the paint and willing to give up three-point shots. Marcus Gasol is the guy that the Magic want shooting threes. If he's taking seven, eight three-pointers, the Magic are doing their job. But he can make them. Certainly at a much higher rate than perhaps Jonathan Isaac can. Because the Magic are also trying to pack the paint and constrict the space for for guys to drive. They didn't do it particularly well in Game 2 because Kawhi Leonard still got wherever he wanted on the floor. But that's ultimately Orlando's strategy. Is foot in the paint for everyone, keep them out, and extend and rotate to the shooters. And again, prevent the ball from going to the middle of the floor. That's really what this Magic defense is about. So these games, this series, it really feels like it's coming down to who's making their three-pointers. Orlando made their three-pointers in Game 1. Toronto made their three-pointers in Game 2. And that's the difference. And I want you to note as well that you know even if Orlando making their three-pointers and Toronto isn't, Toronto still has a chance to win the game because they have a guy named Kawhi Leonard. Orlando's not going to have much of an answer to that. They're probably going to have to play a lot of close games. But getting three pointers to go in is a must for this Magic team. Before I reveal my final key to game three of this series, I want to remind you all that you could check out the Wise Camera to get a look at what's going on in your home and keep your home court advantage. Wise is the indoor camera that does it all. It's packed with premium features that allows you to see everything from anywhere for just $20 per camera. It's got 1080p full HD, images so clear you won't miss a thing, night vision, and two-way audio. If you want to play Paranormal Activity, this is probably the camera you want to use. I don't know if it does that. I, I, I don't know if they want me associating them with that, but... There you go. I did it. They can't stop me. Wise's mission is to bring amazing smart home products that are accessible to everyone. You can check on your home anytime with Wise apps live stream and connect to life with it, with life as it unfolds in sharp focus with eight times digital zoom. Wise also offers free rolling 14-day cloud storage, so your video will stay on the cloud for as long for you know that time when you might need it. And no subscription is required. It comes free with the camera. There's nothing too small for Wisecam to watch because it's just $20 per camera. You can do anything. Want to check on the kids while you're at work, make sure they're doing their homework? The Wyze cam is there. Want to keep an eye on something in the house? The Wyze cam is there. Want to go to the other room while your food is cooking on the stove? keep an eye on it with the Wise Cam. The Wyze Cam does, it enables you to watch to be at home, even if you're not at home. Want more? Want some added features? They've got that too. For just $10 or more, so $30 per camera, you can get the Wise Cam Pan to get a 360 degree coverage in under three seconds of any room. Life moves fast and your camera should too. Patrol your room with Pan Scan. You can set the camera's patrol route with up to four custom waypoints. And check out all the action plus the wise campaign automatically detects tags and tracks motion within its field of view spot giving you that little look that he didn't do anything wrong well now you can know keep up with life in real time it's never been so easy you can use it with alexa and again free rolling 14 day cloud storage works with any mobile device as well as alexa the Wyze Cam. Is the device that you need to keep an eye on the homestead. Go to wise.com, that's WYZE, Wise.com slash locked to get the guaranteed lowest price and get twenty dollars per camera today. That's WISE WYZE.com slash locked.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and locked on NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
1: I wouldn't say it's the most important because it's, it's, it's a long game and, and things ebb and flow, but I do think that game three, more than any other game, is the most important one the Magic will play in this playoff series. The series could be 2-0 in either direction. I would still say game three is the most important game in this playoff series. That first game home, is, for especially a lower-seeded team like Orlando, is the showcase game. Your fans are sitting and waiting as the series unfolds somewhere else for you to come home and are ready to burst with energy. I've been downtown for both Games 1 and Game 2. I've been able to literally look out my window and see Wall Street and see the fans packed in there watching the game on TV. And feel the energy. There is a different energy about this town and about this team than I felt in a very long time. I would say it, it, it's, a, it's the most hyped Magic fans have been about, the, about a game, about a playoff series, about a team since the 2010 Orlando Magic team. In my opinion, the best team in Magic history. Two of them are 95. There is undeniable energy about this team. There's undeniable interest about this team. And the last thing that the Magic could allow to happen, whether they were up 2-0, down 2-0, or tied at 1-1 like they are, is to get blown out in Game 3. This city is ready to burst. It wants to support this team again. It wants to be a part of the, pun intended, magic of this group. And Game 3 is the fans' chance To let it all out. It is their chance to be a part of this team. Of this run. And they want to get it. Players on the team know how big this crowd is going to be. They know how much energy this group is going to get, that the fans are going to give them. And you can, even before they left for Toronto, they were excited about Game 3. About coming home and playing in front of a playoff Magic crowd. I have no doubt in my mind that Friday night's game is going to be the loudest Amway Center has ever been for a Magic game. I have no doubt in my mind This is going to be a crazed atmosphere, but none of that matters if the magic don't take advantage of it. It's needed, but at the end of the day, we can't rely on the crowd. We got to go out there and play how the power we've been playing and uh, play the right way and uh, play hard. And um, but we know that the crowd's gonna be crazy, and uh, you know we're excited to play in front of those guys. Magic guard DJ Augustine talking about the energy they're expecting from the crowd but I would go a step further the crowd is going to be there when the Magic make a run they will lift them up when the Magic are struggling they will get behind them but ultimately it's about what the players do on the floor it's about what the, how the players play and the crowd will always respond to that more than anything else if Orlando comes out and plays like they do in Toronto it's going to be silent in the Amway Center There will be times where the crowd tries to get the team back into it, but it will be quiet in the Amway Center. And that's why I think more than any other game, the first six minutes of Game 3 are going to be so important and so vital. The last time the Magic played at home was the home finale against the Atlanta Hawks. Granted, the Atlanta Hawks. But as Steve Clifford said after the game, the Magic really felt what a playoff crowd is going to do for them. They scored 149 points in that game. They had 40, I think, in the first quarter. They put the screws to that Atlanta team and dominated them from start to finish. And that sellout crowd for the final home game of the regular season never let up. They were engaged and involved in the t- in in, the, in 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 the game, and their energy boost helped the Magic. Set a record. You know, to, to have one of the best offensive games they've had all year. Toronto's not going to give up 150 points, but certainly early in the game, when the crowd is most engaged and most on the edge of their seat, that's when the Magic have to put their foot down early. Get out to a six, seven, eight point lead. That crowd's going to help you boost it to 12. The one thing the Magic cannot do is come out flat. That'll take the crowd out of the game. If the Magic want their home court advantage, want their sixth man to be a factor in this game, they've got to come out strong and ready to go. They've got to punch first in the same way Toronto punched first in game two. That may be a big ask, because Toronto's a very, very good team. But, if Orlando is going to win any game in this series running away, it's going to be this one. Because of the way the, the, the energy of the crowd can propel the team forward. Can add an added boost to whatever they're doing. The sixth man can play a major, major role. But it still starts with the Magic executing better and making shots. It still starts with the Magic getting stops and playing defense. The crowd will reward the team for good play. And so getting off to a good start will have a major psychological effect on the rest of the game. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Tip-off for the game is at 7 o'clock. Games on ESPN as well as Fox Sports Florida at the Amway Center. A, a, and the official Orlando Magic watch party is scheduled for outside the Amway Center in the Church Street Plaza, um, not the Church Street, the, the Church Street Plaza outside the Amway Center. Um, it's tentatively ske- is currently scheduled for outside the Amway Center if you can't get into the game. Remember, check out orlandomagic.com slash playoffs. Uh, to double check as inclement weather is expected in the area. Please be safe on your drive into the Amway Center and into downtown Orlando and please be safe if you are out and about around the arena as you're walking into the game or looking for a place to watch the game downtown with other Magic fans. You can of course follow me on Twitter at philipr underscore omd and for the latest on the Orlando Magic be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com Follow us on Twitter during the game as well at omagicdaily and I'll try and post Sights and sounds from the playoffs on the Instagram account at omagicdaily. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening. We'll be back tomorrow with a recap of Game 3. But for now, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Reich. I'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic.
0: You are Locked on Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your teams every day.